You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron. Now here's your host, Ethan Haristadulu. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadulu, and today with more free agency predictions, I am diving into the Las Vegas Raiders, who are sitting on something along the lines of about $39.5 million in cap space or so at this current moment. I'm going to talk some re-signings. I'm also going to talk some positional targets I would either expect to see and or would just like to see the Raiders go after and or re-sign so I encourage you Raiders fans to do the same in the comment section down below but we'll dive right in starting with the re-signings first I got three guys here I'm going to talk about and the first one is going to be at the cornerback position and I'm looking at Amik Robinson who's going to be 26 years old during next season I have an average annual value estimate based off just kind of numbers I've looked around in players within the same position or so at about like 7 to 10 million maybe a little bit higher but I think even at the highest of like 10 million per year would be a solid number for him to be at considering the way the market for cornerback is going to excel I would say in the next couple of seasons with guys like Patrick Sertan and Sauce Gardner probably going to reset the cornerback market a bit I do think that that number is not terrible to have him locked up at as far as his numbers go for 2023 we're looking at a couple of interceptions six pass breakups a completion percentage at 59 percent three touchdowns allowed he had a sack he had a forced fumble he did a really good job I would say this past season a fourth round pick in 2020 Robinson's the type of guy that you know you go you bring in in the later rounds and he develops into a really solid talent here and I think this is one of those guys that being a homegrown talent who has shown steady progression he's definitely worth keeping around your defense was 12th in passing yards per game last season tied for 10th in the NFL as far as passing touchdowns are concerned allowed and I will say that the best ability is always availability having played all 34 games in the last two seasons of a possible 34 games I think if you lock him up something along the lines of like a three-year deal or so again in that seven to ten million range it might get a little bit higher than that for a guy that has again come in progressed year over year and he's been readily available for you the last two seasons you can't ask for much more from a fourth round selection whether he winds up starting more games or if he just ends up being a really good depth piece at the cornerback spot Amik Robinson I do think should be a Las Vegas Raider for the foreseeable future Next, I'm going to look at someone that I would argue is probably highly coveted by some teams with the need at the same position, and that's going to be center Andre James. He's going to be 26 years old next season, and I know for a fact there's a fair amount of people who have this guy circled on their board as a free agent target for their team, as center is not necessarily the most stable position in the NFL right now. I think he's probably looking at something along the lines of about 9 to $11 million per year, give or take, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but some are within that ballpark roughly he paid in 583 pass blocking snaps this past season he had only four sacks allowed in 19 pressures these numbers are per pff so do with that what you will but i just cannot stress and i feel like you can't really overstate the importance of the center position and especially a good one as well whether it's going to be aiden o'connell next year or maybe some new incoming guy i think trust in a center is important and having a stable veteran guy who's been there and he's been solid for you i do think is an important 
important piece to keep around in the building. Center is one of those things that I just, and I, I feel like I stress this every time I talk about it, but it's one of those positions that I feel like just gets forgotten about. They are essentially the quarterback of the offensive line. They get all the information. They set up the protections based off what the quarterback's barking out. And they are a key piece. They're the first person to touch the football on every single down when it comes to to the sport of football. You cannot overstate him. On a three, four-year deal within that nine to 11 million range, I think that AAV is going to put him somewhere along the lines of like seventh to eighth or so in that ballpark amongst all centers, which I think is a really good deal for a guy who, I don't know if I'd necessarily say is an elite center, but a guy that I do think the Raiders could trust in having for the foreseeable future along that O-line. And then the third guy that I have on here, and this is not necessarily one that everyone's probably circling as a guy that must come back but I do think is someone that should be at least highly considered and I wouldn't be shocked to see the Raiders opt to keep him around for maybe the next year or two and that's going to be defensive tackle Adam Butler yes he's going to be 30 during next season I have him for an AAV somewhere along the lines of about three to five million per year he didn't necessarily start any game last season but in the action that he saw and he was available for a large majority of the games last Last year in his rotational position, he had five sacks, 10 pressures, 28 tackles, eight tackles for loss, a forced fumble, and four batted passes. That is a thick stat line for somebody who was a rotational guy. He had zero starts, but played in every single game. And as a pass rusher, outperformed both John Jenkins and Bilal Nichols. I think that this is one of those guys that, again, no better ability than availability. And on top of that, you are outperforming in a limited snap count over the guys that are set on the depth chart in front of you. He may be a little bit older, but we're talking a one, maybe two year deal. Whether you think he should be the starter or not is not the conversation I'm having. That is up to the Raiders. But I do think that with someone that you know who didn't start a single game, put up that stat line and was very effective when it comes to pressuring the quarterback, I think you must consider keeping him around at least least for the next year or two with so many free agents at the defensive tackle position. He's a guy that I think is absolutely worth keeping in, whether it's in that rotational role, or maybe you try to see what else he can do because he's a guy that's very consistent. He's always putting up solid numbers when it comes to rushing the passer. And I think is worth keeping around when you're going to see some retooling on the defensive line. Now, Outside of the re-signings and into the positional targets, we'll take a look at three different positions I have highlighted here. And the first one, and I'm very excited to hear what all you Raiders fans have to say about this because I'm sure it's going to be a big topic point or talking point this offseason, and that's going to be the running back position. After an offseason standoff last year with Josh Jacobs over monetary compensation, it might just be time to finally see the split between Josh Jacobs and the Raiders, averaging only 3.5 yards per carry with six touchdowns and 1,101 total yards this past season. I am assuming, based off of what happened last year, that Josh Jacobs would like to get as much money as possible, and with a robust free agent market at running back, he is going to be one of the guys that sits amongst the top of the list of available guys should he get in there, and I do think he's probably going to want to be able to test the waters here. And again, the reluctance to pay Josh Jacobs last year leads me to 
believe that there's a possibility we see Josh Jacobs in a different uniform next season. And you also couple that with the fact that Zamir White was averaging nearly one yard more per attempt. I think looking at the free agent pool to establish more of a running back committee rather than having a singular running back that's supposed to be your focus, but getting outperformed by the guys behind him, you may want to consider something like that. You have a guy like Derrick Henry who's looking to compete, although he's probably looking for a championship contender. But then there's also guys like Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, Tony Pollard. I mean, the list goes on. Even some of the guys that aren't necessarily the upper echelon of guys, but even like the next step down, there is a litany of running backs that are set to potentially be available this offseason. So I do think that the Raiders, at the very least, should be weighing what their options are going into this free agency period. The next thing I'm going to look at here, and rather than a specific position, we're just going to talk a whole singular side of the offensive line, and I'm talking the right side of the offensive line. You have your right tackle and your right guard, both starters, set to hit free agency this offseason. I prioritized re-signing your center in the re-signings here, so I do think there's a possibility that there is going to be some restructuring along the right side of the offensive line. And with the way the offensive line is looking as far as free agency is concerned this year, uh, I do think that there is potential to maybe make some changes if you weren't happy with some things. Obviously, with Antonio Pierce locking up the head coaching job, I'm sure with his staff coming in, there's probably going to see some we're going to see some changes over there in Las Vegas so with that in mind I think free agency will aid in addressing some of those changes here I don't necessarily think that going into free agency with just the idea that we are going to build our offensive line through free agency is going to be the plan I expect to see some draft capital from the Raiders as well going towards the right side of the offensive line and when I look at the market Right tackle, not necessarily the deepest. There are some notable names that you could look at here. So I could see the Raiders maybe do something with that. But if you're not keeping Jermaine, I mean, you're looking at maybe depth guys at best and then drafting a right tackle. That's what I would have to guess. And that's if we're letting the right tackle walk. As far as right guard is concerned, the, the guard market in general is a lot deeper than the right tackle market is specifically. So if you decide to let Greg Van Roten go, if that's what they're weighing right now, there are plenty of guys that you could really consider bringing in that would rather or would either be a starter and or a depth piece. There's a lot more flexibility as far as availability is concerned with the free agent market. We just saw Cody Whitehair get released from the Chicago Bears literally yesterday. So there is a lot of starting quality and a lot of depth in the guard availability of the free agent class this year. So definitely stuff I expect to see here right side of the O-line potentially going to look either vastly different or at least somewhat different going into next season. And then the last thing I'm going to mention here, and we already talked about this position a little bit in the re-signings as well, but I'm going to double down on it here because like I had mentioned at defensive tackle, I think Adam Butler outperforming both of your starting defensive tackles, at least in terms of rushing the passer, this is something that probably needs to be addressed either in the draft, in free agency, or maybe even a little bit of both. I think there could be some retooling done on the interior of the defensive line. John Jenkins is not getting any younger, and I wouldn't be shocked to see Bilal Nichols allowed to test the free agent market here. I don't think his numbers really lit the world on fire this past season, so I wouldn't be shocked to see them allow him 
them to go into free agency. And if, you know, they think they can come up with a good deal and match whatever offers go out there, I could see a potential re-signing, but I also wouldn't be shocked to see him allowed to walk. When you're the bottom, when you're in the bottom third of the NFL, when it comes to defending the run, it just feels like we're going to see some retooling, especially on the inside of that D-line with starting quality free agents like DJ Reader, Grover Stewart, Sheldon Rankins, Javon Kinlaw, and Quentin Jefferson. You got some pretty good potential as far as starters are concerned on the interior of the D-line. And even some of those guys that are pushing close to 30 or are within that 30 range, it feels like the lifespan of defensive tackles in the NFL extends far into their 30s as opposed to some of the lighter, smaller skill positions like corner and wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line. You can have guys push well into their 30s and still be effective at what they're doing here. So I would not be shocked to see a lot of restructuring going on on the interior of the defensive line here. I just feel like you need more production out of them. You have Max Crosby, who's absolutely busting his ass at the edges there, and you want to get some pressure and help fill out that defensive line. And honestly, put yourself in a situation where you can maybe help Max Crosby out because offenses aren't just scheming against him because they know he is your threat. If you can find a legitimate threat to put on the interior, like in some bizarre world, if Chris Jones doesn't happen to re-sign with KC and that's the guy you go and snag because you're willing to pay him the big bucks. Again, hypotheticals here, but that would be something that would significantly help take the pressure off Max Crosby, but allow him to still be very good at what he's doing. So I do expect to see some changes along the interior of the defensive line. But that's kind of just some of the ideas that I have. Again, not everything, not a full in-depth breakdown of the Raiders, but some positions I expect to see them target, or at least would like to. Obviously, some of the re-signings I would like to see from them as well. But Raiders fans, again, I invite you to comment down below, weigh in on the conversation. Let me hear your thoughts and opinions on the matter. That is it for me, though. If you made it to the end, as always, greatly appreciated. I'll see you all next time. Have a good one.